Welcome to Slight Reliability. Learning SRE one day at a time. I'm Stephen Townsend. Hello and welcome back to Slight Reliability. I'm Stephen Townsend and this is the show where we learn SRE one day at a time. Today I'm reflecting on the Accelerate State of DevOps report, which is a report produced by Google and it gathers self-reported feedback from tens of thousands of DevOps practitioners around the world and also reflects the current year's results with prior years to pick out industry trends. So why am I talking about DevOps when this is a podcast about SRE? Well, the two are intrinsically linked. SRE is often referred to as a flavor or implementation of DevOps, and they are intertwining concepts that have a lot of crossover. In fact, I would go so far as to say that SRE, DevOps, team topologies, platform engineering, all the buzzwords, many other modern concepts, they all come down to the same basic objective of delivering better value sooner, safer, and happier. This year, there's a section in the report dedicated to SRE, and SRE is mentioned throughout the report. So it's not as if I'm talking about something completely unrelated. I'm always a little bit dubious about self-reported data like this. People can have all kinds of reasons to stretch a truth or tell a lie. You know, sure, it's anonymous, but you just never really know. It's not purely scientific. So take it with a grain of salt. But I think that there probably are some lessons to be learned from the patterns which have been picked out in the report. Before I get into my first point that I wanted to discuss, the report is pretty detailed. It's quite long. It took me a good day split up into chunks to read, digest and take notes on. So rather than go through the whole report, I just want to pick out some of the findings or ideas that resonated with me and leave it at that. And I'll include a link to the report in the description to this episode. The first idea that popped out at me is that high software delivery practice is only beneficial when operational performance is also high. In other words, you can deliver as fast as you want all, all the modern techniques for delivery, but if your operations isn't keeping up, it's not reliable, then everything's going to fall apart. And I guess that supports the entire idea behind SRE, that if you want to scale your organization, you can't just scale your delivery. You have to also scale your operations. It's not in the report, but I'd go so far as to say that you can't improve software delivery practices unless your organization is brave enough to consider new ways of working, acknowledges that delivery and operations are not things to be handled separately. They are both part of delivering and improving customer and business value, and they need to happen together. Uh, your organization is able to break up big complex problems into smaller manageable ones, and your organization actually cares about the customer and how they prioritize work, not just at face value. So decisions are genuinely being made to bring value and delight to customers rather than meeting arbitrary deadlines. The second point I want to read is a quote. The impact of SRE is non-linear. Until SRE reaches a certain maturity, it doesn't improve reliability. As SRE adoption grows, it reaches an inflection point where SRE starts to strongly predict reliability, which impacts organizational performance. 
So what's that saying is there is a J curve. So you might be in a team and you look after and build and operate some services. You begin to implement SRE and you might find you have an initial uh, improvement in your reliability, your ways of working, things are going great. And the more you delve into it, you'll come up against a bunch of obstacles and things that become difficult. And you might actually find that your reliability drops below it was before you even began implementing SRE. But once you work through that, which is obviously challenging, then you reach that inflection point. And suddenly from that point onwards, your reliability massively improves. I think the message there is don't be discouraged when it starts to get hard. It's getting hard because you've uncovered challenges, obstacles, bottlenecks, issues that were already there. They just weren't visible because they were hidden behind other inefficiencies. And working through that, you're going to ultimately reap the rewards of putting that hard work in. I guess to add to that some hard self-reflection is that having an enablement team who is spun up without top leadership support and some you know priority and funding behind it probably isn't going to make a significant difference in a complex organization that if you really want to give SRE a go I think yes there's some prerequisites which I talked about in the last episode but there also has to be a genuine desire and maybe need to have more reliable services and happier teams who are able to operate their services without unnecessary cognitive load and stress and unpleasantness. The third point that I wanted to discuss is combining technical capabilities is greater than the sum of the parts. So if you have an organization which has great continuous delivery, that's great. Or a team who's really good at loosely coupled architecture, that's great. But if you combine those two things together, you get more value than either of those two things combined. They complement each other. I don't think that's a shockingly crazy thing to observe, that having more than one good practice has a positive impact and that uh, good stuff, practices, complement each other in positive ways. But it's good to reiterate that these things are good and they're even better together. The fourth point that I wanted to talk about is that teams who continually improve perform higher, which, I mean, that's also not rocket science, is it? But I think that this finding supports an OPEX or operational expenditure funding model. Because with a capital expenditure model, when you have projects implementing new things all the time and throwing out the old, you're not investing in continuous improvement. OPEX does. I genuinely think having read what I've read and seen reports like this based on actual findings and experiences from people in the industry, OPEX is the better model for managing the complexity and the dynamic nature of the digital age that we live in right now. Another interesting finding is that there's actually been a drop in DevOps maturity across the industry since 2021. Keeping in mind, this is all self-reported data, but that's interesting. And there was some speculation in the report that this might be because the floor's been raised, 
Maybe we have shifting goalposts. Maybe it's the impact of the pandemic, hindering knowledge and practice sharing. I don't know, but I think there's a pretty interesting finding that it's been on an upward trajectory until this year. Maybe there's something else at play. Maybe we're reaching a level of complexity uh, in the world, in our business, which has never been seen before, and it's reached a, a critical point. Anyone who's looked at the DORA SDO metrics will know that those five metrics are based on three facets, which are throughput, delivery speed, stability of delivery, and operational performance, reliability. And in the State of DevOps report, there is a model which looks at the stages of DevOps adoption, and they are starting, flowing, slowing, and retiring. And so I was interested in the flowing stage. What are the characteristics of a, a flowing DevOps organization? And some of the aspects are loosely coupled architecture, which ultimately leads to loosely coupled teams, which we know through Conway's law, who can independently and autonomously deliver outcomes. Uh, I just mentioned a Conway's law there, and I don't think I've ever talked about it, but I do want to talk about it when I talk about the Team Topologies book, which is coming up very soon. Other characteristics of the flowing stage are flexibility and work arrangements, which thanks to COVID is, has come a long way in a very short amount of time. Also CI, continuous integration, or how often branches are integrated to the trunk, and CD, continuous delivery or getting changes into production safely, sustainably, and efficiently. So cloud adoption is up to 76% from 56% last year, which is a massive uplift. But the point in the report is that what we really need to do is be focusing on our, on our organizations, making cultural and structural changes to our organizations to make things work better, to get better outcomes, and that will naturally lead to cloud adoption anyway. Rather than saying, we're going to go to cloud for the sake of going to cloud, which I know many organizations do. So building a learning organization, and it mentions breaking down coercive bureaucratic barriers, and that's uh, that coercive bureaucratic uh, term I've heard before in Team Topologies as well, so looking forward to talking about that. So I fully agree with this. For me, it's always about the outcome, the technology is a means to an end. And the more we focus on the people and the culture to get the outcome, the better, and then the process, and then the tooling last. Whereas a lot of the time, it's easy to talk about technology. It's easy to talk about something we use to get some win. But probably the real win was in how your teams, your people, your organization changed because of that, or changed which led to that. So that's my take pretty much on the Accelerate State of DevOps Report 2022 from the perspective of SRE pretty much. And I guess the key points for me were SRE is hard to start with, but there are great rewards to be had if you can work through those initial barriers and obstacles. That's one thing. The other thing is that all the delivery improvements in the world won't make a difference if you don't also uplift your operations. And it's a good reason to have SRE. To be honest, this kind of report isn't something I would normally read. It doesn't particularly interest me. I'm always dubious about the findings. I feel like there's always an agenda or it's so high and fluffy. How can I apply it to my work? But I, 
I want to immerse myself in this stuff more, try and make sense of it, call bullshit whenever I see it as well, and uh, and hopefully learn something along the way, because my absolute feeling at the moment is we can only really succeed at SRE when we succeed as organizations. So we have to take into account these bigger picture ideas, uh, the politics, the people, the structures, the funding, the culture. It's all intertwined, unfortunately. We can't just do our SRE thing in a nice little silo packaged away somewhere. (laughs) That's not going to work. So that's all from another episode of Slight Reliability. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. And I'm looking forward to the next episode, which currently I've planned to talk about team topologies. So unless the plan changes, I'm finally going to talk about that book. So I'll see you next week, probably talking about team topologies.